Hello and welcome. I'm your host Tyler here with Nick. And you're listening to Makeshift Meeples, where we won't teach you how to play board games, we just talk about them. Nick, what are we playing today? This week on Makeshift Meeples, Dead of Winter, a Crossroads game. Dead of Winter is designed by Jonathan Gilmore and Isaac Vega, with art created by David Richards, Fernandez Suarez, and Peter Walken. Publishing is provided by Plaid Hat Games. In Dead of Winter, players are working together towards one common victory condition. But for each individual player to achieve victory, they must also complete a secret objective. This secret objective comes in many varieties, such as amassing specific resources, ensuring that a certain character does not survive the game, or sabotaging the main mission. Certain games could end with all players winning, some winning and some losing, or everyone losing. Will you survive the dead of winter? The undead are here! Ah, What a beautiful day, Nick, to talk about (laughs) dead of winter. Yeah, luckily there are no zombies or snow right now. You know, people always say, what if these kind of zombies existed? Would you survive, right? What if the fast zombies from, uh, I don't know. Seven days later or yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, what if those fast zombies existed? Would you survive, Nick? No, I'm slow. Yeah, I wouldn't survive either. Well, I mean, I, I would survive as a zombie. Well, that doesn't count. Does it? <laughs> this could be a philosophical, uh, philosophical discussion today, huh? Do you still survive if you're zombified? Well... It depends, because if you're undead, you're not living, and if you classify surviving as living, then no. Okay. That's just me. Okay, anyway. We need some philosophers to chime in on that one, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. We, if we could get anybody <laughs> to, uh, to add to that conversation, I'd love it. Uh, but let's talk about what Dead of Winter is, and yeah. there's a subtitle here. It's called A Crossroads Game. Yeah. And can you explain what that is? Because I really don't have a concept of that. Sure. So the the Crossroad Games is something that Plat Hat came up with. It's a, it's a cool little mechanic where uh, when you're playing the game, the player, I can't remember if it's the player before you or the player after you, will draw a card off of this deck, and that card will have a specific scenario, like if this player or if there's a character in a certain spot, then this event triggers. And when that happens, whoever's turn it is literally stops. You resolve that crossroads card, and there will be an effect for it one way or another if it triggers. Um, then they continue their turn. Yeah, when we were playing, I remember that. And it was being explained, and I didn't quite get it. But once it got to my turn, I read the card, and it just had a trigger on it. And I was yep. like, oh, okay, the rest of the card text doesn't matter unless that trigger happens. Exactly. I, I got it. Exactly. And it actually was really cool, too. Yeah, most of them are really fun, interesting scenarios. Mm -hmm. Well, what I love about Dead of Winter, besides its game mechanic or whatever you're doing, you know, working together cooperatively to complete a goal that's random. Mostly cooperatively, yeah. Yeah, besides that is that you're, it's like you're telling a story by playing the board game. Yeah. And the, the story is driven by the those cards yeah we've talked about this a lot like part of enjoying some people get a lot of enjoyment out of certain board games because of the story that it tells as you're playing the game Mm -hmm. and i'm one of those people i think you are too at least to a certain extent and the those crossroad cards just add to the story so much that i enjoy playing just about any game that has them in it just because they make that story unique and interesting every time yeah, because it's not just you're trying to beat the game. It's you're trying to tell a cool story of yeah. how this happened. And because there's a traitor mechanic in it, you know, you, it's not just straightforward, right? You can't yeah. just play to beat the game because there's actually a person actively working against you. It's Depending not on how many game. players you're playing, yeah. Yeah. But it's also one of those things like 
this is a game that you can legitimately just get completely smoked in as a group and still have a ton of fun playing because of the story that you're telling as you're playing. That's exactly what happened to us. So we we played with four, Mm -hmm. and I didn't quite understand what the impact of the trader was like how if there one if one existed how how would that impact it yeah Yeah. and i didn't even understand until the very end that if your player goals aren't met then you don't win right Right. so there's a like a concept of winning together and then winning separately which i think is kind of funny i think it's kind of cool that the colony can survive but the trader may win because of their victory condition and one or two of the players in the colony may win, but you might not win because you didn't collect enough ammo or something. You yeah. know, like so it, it definitely makes things interesting. And the other thing I really like about this game is those individual goals definitely affect uh the colony's ability to spot a trader in their midst. Yeah. Because there will be scenarios where you're like, Man, I just gotta get some ammo into the, you know, storage, but like it doesn't really help us right now. But it's all I got. So like I can't help but I can't help myself. Yeah. But it looks like I'm not doing anything for the group. Like, so it, it, it adds to, in some ways, helping keep that trader hidden a little longer, which makes the story more interesting. Yeah. Well, those kind of uh, player goals, they really do influence... They, they work to hide the trader, mm-hmm. and they, it, it tells a better story because Definitely. of it. Yeah, because you can say, oh, well, I'm going to go over to this location because we already, we, I'm going to go over to the gas station because there's already a person at the library, and I don't want to attract more zombies. Yeah. But the gas station happens to have the thing that I want from our personal player goal and the thing that we need for the objective. Yeah. So you can, like, there's part of, part of espionage because you don't want other people to know what you want, and that even goes for your group. Like, sometimes you don't want other people to know your player goal, right? Right. Because then the trader might know if one exists. So I think there's a lot of levels to how you play and what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the secret goals are a huge part of this game as well. So it it makes for the whole going out into the city and like exploring for resources and making noise. I think they did a fantastic job of marrying that up with how difficult it would be to survive in this world of you know post apocalyptic zombies everywhere kind of thing Mm -hmm. and uh it it just makes for a really cool story all around one thing that really impacted me in terms of my interests right it got it drew my attention is that you get to pick your team or your squad at the beginning yeah right yeah and i kind of like that it feels very monster Uh movie-esque right like this is my squad it's the waitress the jock and the fireman yeah right so all these characters have like uh shorthand titles they're referred to as mm-hmm. and they all have like stories too right yeah so they're, they're cool characters they go into the detail but when you build the story or sorry build the, the character team it's like you're like preparing the cast for a movie kind oh, of. oh very much so yeah dramatic. well that's the something else like each one of those characters is going to have a slightly different ability mm-hmm. so one time you may play with the dog and the jock and you've got <laughs> these cool abilities and then, you know, but as you play the game, you'll also acquire more characters. Yeah, for sure. So it's really neat how they did this because there are a ton of different characters you can use to play. Um, and you'll acquire more characters as you're playing even. Yeah, and you'll so lose like you'll characters So you'll grow your too. colony, you'll lose characters to frostbite or getting bitten or all this stuff. And that's something else, like I think this 
because the, it is so hard to survive, it makes this game better, too. Yeah, you can lose a character really quick in, in Dead of Winter. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that one hit killed a, a character. Yeah. And that's just... So you roll a die, and then there's a bunch of faces on the die, and one of them is like a damage, right? They just take a damage and die. And the other one is like a tooth or something. Yeah. And that means they get bit. So, yeah. they get to, so if there's other characters there, how do, doesn't that that die impact it can essentially them. chain up like if you yeah. get bitten on your way to the library and there's somebody else at the library like they may have to roll too because guess what you're a zombie at the library so yeah. like they might get bitten as well yeah i think that's super cool mm-hmm. uh so the guy who let us play uh rich he, he's always saying if you ever get that um transformation die yeah. roll just let your character die yeah yeah but it's super cool because if you're the uh, villain, right? You could move to a place, get bit, and then like take out another character. Yeah, take out another character. Yeah. Um, or if that's like your personal goal or something, yeah. Then maybe, maybe that. Have so many dead characters. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that there's a lot of cool interactions, and it's not just a, it's not just a game about storytelling per se, but that's a huge part of it. It's definitely there's some goal oriented success that you can get from for it sure. too. So. It works for a lot of different players, I think. I So something that I'll bring up that um, I thought was kind of interesting is I personally am not a big fan of the whole zombie genre in general. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of games with zombie themes are boring yeah, and just not great games, but it's zombies, so people will buy it, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And while zombies do exist in this game... And they are an integral part of it. I still really like this game because it's just a good game. Yeah, it just feels good. I'm with you. Like, the theme is not an integral part of how good this game is. Yeah, and I think that they did a good job of making it fe- making the zombies feel important. Because mm-hmm. you technically could make Dead of Winter as just a survival, like a post-apocalyptic survival Yep. Where instead of zombies, they're like raiders. Sure. Um, yeah, they take you out. But I think, like I mentioned before, it almost feels like you're telling the story of a movie. And I wouldn't mind if they maybe rethemed it because it could still be just as fun because we get to tell that story. So they did make a game thing. called Gen 7, which is surviving in space or time, I believe. Okay. They use this crossroad mechanic as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit different, but it... it has also gotten really good reviews, so we may play that later as well. Very cool. Yeah, I, and I, I could see maybe where it gets a little repetitive, but if you just change the mechanic a little bit and keep that same kind of core, mm-hmm. then I still think you'll get a great experience out of it for sure. sure. So, yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. I've always enjoyed playing this game. And the neat thing about Dead of Winter is there's actually, like, essentially two base games, so you can play Dead of Winter or Dead of Winter The Long Night. Oh. And they both are essentially the same game um however they have different characters and long night has some different locations um and then there's also a thing called warring colonies yeah where you can actually have two colonies in play and then they're going like into the same city trying to find stuff but then there's also this competition between the two colonies to survive oh that's awesome i actually have seen that played before yeah and just in general i love it when expansions take the game mechanic that already exists and then create like a new way to play Mm -hmm. right because that just adds value to it and in terms of adding 
expanding the player, the number of players that you, you can accommodate with, with any game, it just makes it more interesting, I think, when you add a mechanic to it. You don't just add players, but you add features as well. Right, right. And, like, the different locations have different resources and different mixes of resources, so it makes it really interesting. And The Long Night also has a ton of new characters that you can play, so, like, there's a whole other level of exploration very in there, cool. too. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, one thing that I really... Um, I wasn't a huge fan of, and that's not necessarily because I found it boring, per se, but it just seems like almost everything in Dead of Winter is random. There's not a lot of things that you get to choose, and the only time you get to choose something, um, you it's like a resource that you have later. So when you choose it originally, like when you gain a resource, right, you may have a choice between this one, that one, and the other one. Sure. But then you have that resource in your hand, you don't know if it's gonna be useful. So kind of it's always random. Like I'm gonna keep this in my hand and maybe use it to complete the goal later, but we may not even complete the goal because it's still random on what everybody else has in their hand. True. Um, and then again, when you move around, you roll the die, you could get really unlucky, right? So I could see where, you know, just a string of bad luck happens and nothing really, <laughs> you know, you might as it, you maybe you play a game, it takes 15 minutes because everybody dies really fast. That's possible, yes. But I mean, again, like even if you have that quick game, mm -hmm. you're still going to have a fun story to tell. Sure, sure. Like, sure. well, you know, it was the third time we were venturing out into the city and literally everybody died because we made horrible choices and decided to keep pushing this role. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but because there's no quarterbacking, right, you have to make your own choices. Yeah. You can't give people cards unless they ask for them. Right. I feel like I feel like at least you feel uh, autonomous, right? You can make your own choices. Yeah. You don't have to rely on everybody. And it's really unique for a cooperative game to do, right? A lot of co-op games, you're forced to kind of, like, work together and say, there's okay, this guy's going to do There's clearly a best option in most games yeah. like that, yeah. But here, that randomness, while it could hinder you or hinder specific people, right, it, I think, influences that quarterbacking aspect so that it doesn't exist, right? I think that the extent of quarterbacking you can see in this kind of game, and when we talk about quarterbacking, we're talking about, like, one person making all the decisions, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's it's very limited in that it's difficult for me to say your best option is clearly to do this and this and this. Because you have a hidden goal, and that person telling you to do that might be the traitor. So right. nobody can really trust each other. So it creates that yeah. unreliable yeah. quarterback as well. So it's just something really positive. I thought that Dead of Winter felt like a cool cooperative game, not like mm -hmm. a lot of the other ones out there that I've played. Yeah. Not to you know trash on any other one specifically <laughs> i just don't really get a chance to play a lot or whenever i'm trying to recommend cooperative games to people it's hard to find good ones and i think that now when people ask me oh is there a game that i can play with my family or whatever where we're not trying to beat each other up this would be a good one to suggest my only caution to that is some of the language on crossroads cards oh, sure. can be not exactly family friendly well, sure. just depending on your choices but um that's my only warning in terms of parents playing this game with their kids like maybe read through the crossroads yeah, cards and see if it's something you want to do all this um but yeah so the the one other thing i find really interesting about this game is there's always a ton of different actions you can choose to do but in this world there are consequences to making every decision for sure yeah and no matter what you choose to do there is a consequence for doing that it might be a small one it might be a big one but there's always a consequence to your action in this mm -hmm. game. Um, one general like 
thing in terms of the art and like aesthetics of board games i traditionally don't like standees sure just because like mechanically not not in terms of the game but i mean like physically when you try to put them in the little base you can like rip them yeah and they, they look, get torn up they get torn up and they get beat up and sometimes people bend them yeah and generally i don't think they add a lot you could just use the little pogs or whatever the, the cardboard piece cardboard is. yeah chit and they and they have chits i think is the right term for yeah. for dead up winter but at the same time because there's so many unique characters it actually made sense to use standees here mm -hmm. so while it's something i normally would think is negative just for me personally I actually thought it was a positive here and it adds to the um cooperation when everybody's like putting pieces on the board right yeah. it's like a physical thing that you can see it's not just like oh well the pile of chits is over here you know you yeah pick your dude yeah it, it just felt it felt like everybody could impact the board whenever you're doing like the cleanup or whatever that thing was called at the end yeah well i think that having the standees also over just having a chip for the characters makes it uh, a little more real, I guess. It it helps you to buy into the story that you're telling as well. Yeah. Because all of the characters have unique poses, so mm -hmm. they're not all just, like, straight up with their arms at their side, you mm -hmm. know. Well, that's the dude with the blue jacket, that's and that's the, the guy with the green jacket. Like, they yeah. all have unique poses, and it gives them a little personality, too. Yeah, but I did really enjoy that um, that aesthetic feature. Is it technically a, a decision made by the, the developers at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, and since they have the chits, you know that that was probably on the table too. Yeah. First, I mean, I think, and I think making actual figures for all of these would be just completely. It'd make the game cost a hundred bucks. You yeah. Know? Like, and it wouldn't be worth it. I don't think it would add that much more to have no. figures over the standees no. either. And yeah, with the with the zombies per se, like yeah, because there's a lot of zombies. Yeah, and they there's not really different zombies, so it'd just be no. the same zombie miniature. Yeah. Multiple times, and that would. I couldn't really picture another use, maybe in D and D or something. When I consider buying a board game with miniatures, I generally think about, oh, I'll use these for, uh, yeah. for some type of uh, tabletop. But then you got to worry about scaling and why yeah. is this zombie fourteen feet tall? Don't worry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with fourteen feet tall zombies. It's a giant that turned into a zombie. Oh, you, you, use your imagination, Nick. There's something you can think of, right? Story wise. Yeah, to, we'll get there. Yeah, I'll let you know later. <laughs> But yeah, so what are some of the things that you thought were most important about this game? So I think that the storytelling aspect is just like spot on. Mm -hmm. So I know I mentioned earlier, if I was going to suggest a co-op game, I might suggest Dead of Winter. But if somebody was like, should I buy Werewolf or should I buy Dead of Winter? I think that like they both have similarities, right, in terms of the storytelling. But I almost think that Dead of Winter is more fun to play if you want the game to kind of propel the story. Okay. Um, now... You know, I could see other games maybe uh, in certain groups being better in terms of storytelling board game, but Dead of Winter definitely does it for me. So uh, you're seeing yourself as more of a actor in this driving the story rather than like a storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. or a passive or a passive participant that gets to make a choice. Sure. Uh, once every round, this one you're actually telling a story. Everybody gets to participate in that. Sure. I think that one of the big things for me is the fact that you losing characters is such an imminent part of this and because they all have those unique abilities i think it helps you kind of become more vested in those characters lives and how they work in the game as well so that part of it i think again really adds to the story and makes it a little more interesting than 
figure A of mine dies. Well, I get another one. You know, figure oh, B sure. dies. Okay. Because they're all doing something unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, a detraction that I think is that it's just a very random game. And if you really don't like a lot of randomness, you want to be able to make decisions and know exactly what's going to happen or with a high degree of success that I'm going to be able to achieve this goal if I do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see some players not liking it because of the amount of randomness. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, everything you do is random in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other big things is the crossroad cards. That mechanic's just fantastic, and it adds to the game so much. And there will be turns that, like, the crossroad cor- card is relevant to a character that's not even in the game, mm-hmm. and it just passes. And, in fact, I think that's kind of the case more often than not. But when those cards trigger, man, it is such a fun effect to yeah. see how those people, how everybody reacts to yeah, it. Yeah, I love that they can, they can be irrelevant, right? Yeah. So you reveal that card, and the whole time on the players whose turn it is, they're like, what if I do this? Is this gonna impact you know, that card? Yeah. Maybe it's gonna change the way I wanna think about my turn. So I do agree those crossroads cards are great. Um, but I also think that the personal win conditions just, they really elevate what you're doing here mm-hmm. in Dead of Winter. Without those, it wouldn't feel like the same, the same type of storytelling at all. Um, and it really adds personal motivation oh, yeah. to what is a cooperative game. I think that without those, again, we talked about it, I think it makes it, I think those make it much easier for the trader to remain hidden longer, too, which is a huge part of this game and makes it so much more interesting as well. For sure. Um, the, the last thing I wanted to bring up that I think is really key for this game is actually an expansion, which I try not to do because we want to look at this game as it is, but I have to say, having played the Warring Colonies, if you've played a lot of Dead of Winter, the Warring Colonies expansion makes it just a ton of fun. Mm. And it's a really unique experience. I think you need at least six players to do it, so it does require a little bit bigger play group. But even if you just get to do it a couple times, it's well worth the investment on that mm-hmm. and adds so much to the game and just makes for such a unique experience. Like, we had a ton of fun playing it. So. Cool. Well, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Makeshift Meeples. You can see more about our upcoming shows on our website, makeshiftmeeples.com, as well as offer us feedback or contact us about games you would like to see on the show. If you enjoyed the episode, there are a number of ways you can help us keep this thing going. Share this episode with a friend. Hit that subscribe button so that you're notified of future episodes. Like and follow us on social media. And you can support us on the Patreon and Anchor app.